The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Learn to quiet the noise of the ego and connect to the truth of your soul. Join former monk and host of the Practicing Human podcast, Corey Mascara, for Living in Alignment, a weekend workshop live stream, live from Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, June 28th through 30th. Rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing. To learn more and register for this live stream, go to eomega.org slash thrive. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace Show. I am super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Wow. Can you imagine that? Peace every day. Well, maybe you'll be able to imagine it after I tell you how we define peace. Peace is defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. So hopefully you hear in that definition that no matter what is going on in your life in this very moment, no matter how chaotic it may seem, peace is available for you in the total picture of whatever's going on in your life. And so on this program, we focus on women helping women. Why? Because women, when they help, when we help each other, we take that healing, we take that help back to our families, back to our children, our spouses, our parents, our community, the world at large. We bring the guests and the topics that highlight opportunities for us to learn and to grow. Now, if you're new to our tribe, welcome to the world of everyday peacemakers. You can learn more about me, Dr. Drayvon James, and Everyday Peace by visiting my website at drdrayvonjames.com. On the website, you'll find words of encouragement. You'll find my contact information. You'll find free gifts. If you're interested in learning more things, you can get that learning for free on the website. You can log in and find out about how to join our Highly requested and yes, currently engaged Leaders in High Heels coaching session. So please visit that site and um, clip the show. The show should be on the site too. I realized that something was um, not working on there. So we're getting that up and on the site as well. So stay tuned for that. But meanwhile, you can listen to the show everywhere where you listen to shows. It's a podcast that can be found absolutely everywhere. So Please um, uh, share that with your friends and your tribe. Today, I'm super excited to bring to you a topic that, well, you'll hear about it, that we all are so interested in, uh, and that topic is love. That topic is love and the changes of love. So love changes. Our our guest today is the Reverend Monica Robinson, uh, adoringly referred to as Mo. I don't know if that's Reverend Mo or Mo, we'll find out in the show. So let me tell you just a little bit about uh, Reverend Monica Robinson. She is an associate minister, mentor, 
leader, wife, and mother. She is a graduate of Southern Bible Institute and College. She is certified in biblical counseling and is a licensed cosmetologist by profession. She is founder and director of Light Bearers Evangelism and Discipleship, Discipleship Ministries, I Lead. She is best known in the Christian community for her ability to purpose push. That's right, purpose push to motivate and encourage many who seek to grow in their relationship with God. She is the visionary author of Sister's Circle, From Religion to Relationship. But it is her experience in both marriage, counseling, and ministry that inspired her to write her most recent book, of which we're talking about today, which is Love Changes. She has been married to her husband, Pastor Tim Robinson, for over 40 years, and they have three adult children. Reverend Mo, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you today. I am excited for you too. I mean, I, love is in the air. It must be because I've had so many people focus on this topic and it should be. I mean, it, it is the catalyst for all things. I do believe that either the seeking to receive love or to give love is the catalyst of all things. So I'm super excited to have you here with us today. You have a wonderful bio and I think we'd be um, best to start there. 40 years. 40, over 40 years with your husband. And it's amazing, absolutely amazing. Congratulations to you both. I know that takes a lot of hard work. But Thank when I you. read your bio, you're welcome. When I read your bio, I hear, uh, I, I want to say jack of all trades, but it's, it's, it's it reads like the bio of a woman, that your hands are busy doing the Lord's work in so many different areas, right? And it is amazing, you know, um, all of the things that you have going on. How and did you get the time and the inspiration for this book, Love Changes? Wow. Again, let me just say thank you so much, Dr. James, for inviting me to come and be a part of this. I heard something a little bit earlier in your in your introduction about the uh, ladies in heels, something. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk offline, offline. But leaders but, um, in high heels, definitely. Leaders <laughs> in high heels. Oh, my God. All right, y'all. I know a good idea when I steal one. OK, so we're going to talk offline, you know, because that just did something to me. I might have to have you come to Texas and do all your things. But anyways, I wanted to um, uh, share with you uh, how I did have time to write because at the end of the day, uh, as much as I have three adult children, I have no grandchildren. And I began to talk to the Lord and I said, Lord, I've been through so many different dynamics in life, you know, the highs and the lows. And I have so much that you've invested in me. I have to tell somebody because my children are doing different pieces of me. You said a jack of all trades. 
Each one of my children are doing a piece of me and they're doing it as a profession and, and they're doing it well. However, I wanted, I knew that there was, you know, I know that there's more in me. God says, uh, greater work shall we do. So I do understand that there are things in me that I know that God has invested in me that I get a chance to pour in to others. And so I was like, well, God says I have no grandchildren. I don't have any. And cause I thought that was the big thing. I have nobody to pour it into. And da, 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 da. I got a lot of mentees, but that wasn't the same thing. And so God said, well, I want you to take a pen and I want you to write. And that way for sure, you will know your value and not only will you know your value, but you will know that you will leave something in the earth, a piece of you in the earth and people will know me even better. So um, that's how. I'm... Go ahead. <laughs> I got to, I mean, you know, I, I love being obedient to God. My mom tells me when I was younger, I wasn't so obedient. So it is my thing in life. I'm going to do what God says, do it. And I'm going to do it immediately so that I won't forget. I won't put it off and I won't uh, keep it undone or leave it undone. So that's oh, it. Oh my gosh. I'm touched by that because um, one, I'm touched by the fact that um, you said you have no grandchildren. And what I hear in the back of your throat is I love to have some grandchildren. So, but you, <laughs> but you took that desire and you did something with it, right? Because part of having grandchildren is your legacy. Absolutely. Right? So you decide to give us your legacy in the form of your work. And I, 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 for one, am very, very grateful. Um, this show is geared to women helping women. At least that is our theme this year. We, we change themes every year, but I really, this theme resonates with me as I'm um, coaching more and more women and the need to have a big sisterhood. Absolutely. You know, to, to be able to just be able to have that time. You know, I, I come from a time and perhaps you do too, when you would sit around with your mom, uh, you know, shelling peas or something like that. And you'd get some wisdom about a couple of things. And then you'd be out jumping double Dutch with your cousins and they tell you a few things. And it was all this sister it was women. It was, you know, yes. this was feminine energy. And, uh, I'm grateful for that because I don't see that happening as much because of, you know, we move away. I myself moved away from my family when I left college and more and more of that's happening. And we've got more and more just a uh, distance between us. You don't even see kids playing together the way they used to, it, it, you know, and it's neither good nor bad. It's just the way that it is, but it led me to want to develop a space where mm -hmm. women could feel safe talking about things that we need to talk about so that we then can take those things back to our families. Maybe not the conversations, but the learning, the transformation to take that back to our families and be able to say, this is how I'm going to show up now, or this is what will no longer be acceptable here, or this is where just whatever it is that we need to, because we have to feed ourselves, I believe. And become full on, 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 and so that we can then have something to give to others. So this topic, love changes, is the the title is amazing. So I want to start off with, um, I don't know if I, 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 I got so much on my heart right now, just about the the the, the title, but we're going to get there in just a moment. And let's just talk about love. 
don't know one person, myself included, who has not wanted to receive love and give love. And I'm talking romantically. You know, we we you know we want to nurture our children, we want to nurture and grow our our environment and our community, and that's that's lovely. <laughs> but when you hear forty year relationship, I think most of us feel like yes. <laughs> so, but what are some misconceptions that we may have surrounding this? You know, for some of us, elusive love. Listen, number one, I just want to put this out there as fast as I can. Number one, the main number one misconception is that we think that if we're saved, if everybody loves God, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to be all right. Everything is just, as you said, lovely. Uh, and that we're going to get along and everything is going to go like cream de la cream. And that is a misconception. It's not that way. Unfortunately, in the Christian community, our divorce rate is equally as high as it is, if not higher, in um, the secular world. Mm. And it's so unfortunate. But it's because we've come up with all of these different fantasies uh, before we get married of how we think it's supposed to be because we've been exposed to television and to media. And all types of entertainment. And so as a result, when we see it on TV and they live happily ever after, and there I not even stopped there. When we were younger and we would read uh the encyclopedias, uh, one of you know, a lot of the stories that we read were fairy tales, and they all ended and they lived happily ever after. And at the end of the day, unfortunately, reality is not ideal. You know what I mean? It's not ideal, you know. We want it, you know, but it's not the real world. Uh, it takes work. Yeah. It takes work. It takes uh, a whole lot of work. So that's the number one misconception. If I could say that, I will say this. Um, not only do we say if we love God, but there's another one out there. You know, if I do all the right stuff, you know, if, if I, and, and usually this is, um, the women, the women's declaration. If I do everything I'm supposed to do, like if I cook him dinner, if I run his bath water, and I know those are old, quote unquote, old things uh, from the past. From, we think they're antiquated, but, you know, women who love their husbands, you know, they're willing to do whatever they need to do. And sometimes in doing those things for them and trying to make sure you're the best wife, you leave being the best self. Said it, I said it, I said it. Sometimes you leave being who you were that attracted to him in the first place. In order to, you know, become this person that you've never been before, that you don't even know how to be. Right. So now we getting right to the nitty gritty from the very beginning. I love it. Go right. Listen, listen, that's a real thing. It's a real thing. And, um, you know, I didn't get into detail with that in the book. It's a really easy read. It's a real uh, short book. But, um, you know, there are some things that I want to do follow ups on and write the next book. So to God be the glory. But that's a real thing. We, we And it's women the most who tend to leave themselves, leave who they were when they first were attracted you know, to that relationship and to that man, and they end up 
you know, abandoning her to go into being this person that they want to become. And I think both are true. You can, can be this person that you were before you met, but you can also embrace this person that you want to become. I think what you're saying right now is one of the harder things for women to do, right? Uh, is the, trying to find this balance between being his wife and being her, right? Yeah. And one of the things I find interesting, and, and you can tell me what you think about this being a marriage counselor and what you've done with, with couples is that being her, being who you were before you became his wife is what attracted him to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? So whatever that, whatever the her it is, I don't know, You let's just say you were community organizer or I don't know, whatever, whatever it was that you were doing in your space mm -hmm. as the woman that you were is what caught his attention. Absolutely. Right. But here it comes the hard part, I think, for many women is that, okay, and I hear this a lot, I listen to a lot, you know, I have a podcast, I do a lot of research, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And I hear women say this, especially now, more so now than when I was younger. And yeah, I'm tired. I'm oh tired of being the executive. I'm tired of being the boss. I'm I would really like to take it back to my mama's age and my grandma's age. And I want to be a wife and I want to be a mother and I want to relinquish all of that. But In there, what you just said is that I think sometimes whether that becomes a reality for them or not, they find their the mate and they stop exploring themselves. Absolutely. 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 If so I could be. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. So how. How do women, how, how, you know, you've been, you've been doing it for 40 years. You are the expert at that. How, how do women do this? It seems like we almost been asked to do an impossible job. Listen, I, this is what I'm going to say. And I, I hope it um, at least gives you a run and start to uh, answering that question for yourself. I think every woman is different, uh, but I think she is fully equipped for every part of her life that is assigned to her. I do. Uh, in saying that, I do want to go back to the beginning, the beginning books, uh, the book of Genesis, um, where uh, after God created man, he also created woman. Now, I think the balance has to come in chapter two, when he creates woman, he makes sure that he puts Adam to sleep. Okay, I, I'm I, just follow me just a minute because uh, there's a preacher in me too. Uh, with all the jacks and all the trades, let, let me tell you, there's a preacher in me. So, so here, here it is. So, in chapter two of the book of Genesis, God makes sure that he puts Adam to sleep before he creates. Eve or brings her forth so that man will not get the credit for having made 
a woman. Nor can woman get the credit or give credit to Adam or herself. Stay with me. But rather, while Adam is asleep, that's my next book. While Adam is asleep, dot, 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 Eve gets a chance to dialogue with God. There's a relationship there without Adam. There's a relationship there while Adam is asleep. Two things. Adam may not be on the scene yet. Or B, it could be that you can't get Adam to communicate with you, to see eye to eye with you, to understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. But either way, while Adam is asleep, you and God get a chance to dialogue. That's where our balance comes. That's where our balance comes. And I don't care what you do, woman of God. If God put in you to be the boss lady, wearing heels, Hello, somebody. Being the leader in heels. If God put it in you, there's nothing you can do to vacate. You can't do because it's innately designed in you. The Bible says this. God made for Adam a helper. That means y'all stay with me. Just walk with me for just a minute. I'm not trying to mess up nobody's theology, but I need you to hear me say this, that even Though Adam was on the scene, Adam needed help for the assignments that were even assigned to him. So he raises up Eve. God raises up Eve. She's able to do his stuff and her stuff. Y'all stay with it. I'm a preacher. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to wait, venture, wait a minute. but somebody <laughs> needs to hear this because yes. too many times women feel like that they can't, they can't do both. And I think both are true. Yes. I think you should love your man. And yes, I think that you should, you know, help him be the best man that he can be, but don't you stop being you. Don't you stop your purpose because all of your purpose is not even contingent on the fact that his existence is there because there are times when Adam is asleep and you got to, you got to stand up and you got to be accounted for. You got to still have a relationship with God. God still got to bring balance to your life. God said, whether you are single or whether you are married woman of God, God has assigned to your charge. Purpose. So there's the answer right there, right? Yes. So there is the answer right there. And and I love that because this journey is so individualistic, right? Because what he has for you in your journey, in your, as a woman, right? As a woman, not as a wife, not as a woman, will be totally different than what he has for the woman next door. And you must still carry your baton to the end of the race like you're supposed to. And if you're coupled with a husband and you have a spouse, great, does not absolve you of your work. Your work is still your work. 100%. So I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. So I hope that people are listening to our show today. Got some clarity on that because this book is Love Changes, um, Reverend Monica Robinson, Reverend Mo, uh, where can we get the book from? 
You can get the book from Amazon and uh, just type in that Love Changes by Reverend Monica Robinson and she'll pull right up. Or you can actually go on my website, which is ileadministries.org and you can order the book that way. Either way, you can get you a book. You can get you two or three. In fact, I do. I will. Uh, I, I will make mention of this is that I, uh, after each chapter are questions to ponder are questions that you can do small group studies with. And um, I tell you, um, I, I, I think while I was writing it. I believe that I just became like a ready writer and God just began to use me as a pen and uh, begin to write words as God would give me utterance. But I promise you, after I got the book in my hand and I started reading it, I, I was I was amazed. I was like, I wrote that. And then I saw, I had to, wait a minute. Okay. Let me, let me, let me get it together here. Okay. Uh, to God be the glory. That's what I, I ended. I, I resolved to say to God be the glory because I think it ministered to even me after it was all over with. And I am very, um, I think I, I think I'm one of those kind of people that, that I can easily, uh, step outside of a situation because I have so many trades. Remember I talked about that? Yeah, I have so many trades that when I see it perfected, see, I know I do a whole lot of little bitty things uh, and, I, and I do them good enough. But when I see it perfected, I'm impressed. So to me, there were things that I, I, I wrote in the book that I said, that is not me. That is straight God. And so to God be the glory is what I say. I, I believe it will bless your life. I believe this book will bless you and will bless friends. And uh, yeah, it took 40 years for me to have the kind of wisdom to be able to write the, the part that God didn't, if that makes any sense, you know, but um, God is good. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So we are talking with Reverend Monica Robinson. The book is Love changes. Now let's get a, a good definition of what love is. What is a definition that we can use for love? Well, I know we use a lot of definitions and they ain't really hitting on anything. Excuse, excuse all that vernacular, but you understand what I'm saying. We're using a lot of definitions and it's not getting the job done. We need a real good solid definition of what is love. Very good. So what I would do, uh, I wrote in chapter three and all of the chapters in the book are named after love songs uh, that meant something to me as I was growing up. But in chapter three, I entitled it a need to know 
what love is. And number one, we already know uh, that that song, we already know that that song is, I want to know what love is, right? But anyways, okay. So, uh, but love, and I, I, I think this warrants me to, to just share it the way it is. We already know those of us who have been in church for a minute, those of us who are Bible readers and things of that nature. We already know that we've heard it uh, said many times over that God is love. That is the absolute truth. So anything outside of that, it becomes something else, maybe even somewhat tainted. Maybe. Okay. So, so if God is love, what else do I need to know that love is? Know this, that love comes from God. Here's what I, I, if you don't mind, I'd like to just kind of read this as is, if I can read this little sentence. Absolutely. Thank you. It says the first major lesson that I learned about love was love comes from God. I'm sure you're probably saying to yourself, everybody knows that on the surface, there's nothing revelatory about it. However, the depth of this truth isn't just knowing that love comes from God, but realizing that love doesn't come from man. That part, that part. Um, You want to know what love is? Love comes from God. So if if love comes from God, that means you got to spend some time with God and you've got to learn of him and know of him, learn his language. It's just like going me going to Mexico, if you will. If I go to Mexico and I uh, encounter people who speak uh, Spanish, then I almost have to have some type of point of reference so that I can learn how to be able to communicate with them. So like unto the word of God, if God is love and you want to know what love is, you've got to hang around love. You've got to learn the language of love so that you'll have some, some concept about what love really is because we've changed the definition. And as if, The other definitions are going to fly and remain, but they're not, they're not, they're not going to remain. Why? Because the Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Now, where do I get that from? I'm backing you back into the fact that God is love. It's in the book. So for every woman, for any woman right now, thank you for that. Because what you gave us is this. Really, we know that phrase, but we don't think about the other. He said, love comes from God, not from man. Now, that right. I think that will help you get your, uh, realign your expectations, right? That, that yes, second right. half right there, not from <laughs> man. And you realign your expectations, right? So for women who are struggling in their marriage and they say, I, I don't feel love. I, I don't feel this. I, I, you know, and, um. I got my own views of studying, you know, about what this feeling thing. But are, are you saying that they need to turn? What I'm hearing is turn that to God. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Because I bag back into what I was thinking about earlier when Adam is asleep. Again, if Adam is not even on the scene yet, 
Because there is a such thing. Adam may not be on the scene yet. Adam may be coming. But while Adam is on his way, you still got to find some sense of what love is, even internally. The first commandment says to love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Maybe you don't know what that is. Maybe this is the opportunity to tap into, let me spend time with him so that I can learn of love, so that I can learn the language of love, because that kind of love is going to help sustain you when Adam finally shows up. Because if you don't have some sense of that kind of love, when Adam shows up, you're going to mess everything up and you're going to first start with yourself, woman of God. Let me just tell you the real deal. You got to learn that first language of love first because if you don't, and then let's just talk about, the, let, let's be real. Monica, did you know the first language of love before? I got to be honest with you. I had some concept of it. I did have, I always knew that God was love and that everything else was, you know, just a, a duplicate or just a wannabe, right? But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, there are a lot of people who don't even have that. So if you don't even have that, then you kind of, you know, just hidden and missing. You're hidden and missing. But I am telling you, if you are under the sound of my voice even now, is to take this opportunity to sit with yourself, to sit with the word. We have it in so many different facets. You can audibly listen to the word of God. You can find it in your own lingo. You got the uh, Eugene Peterson translation where he's speaking. Like if you're from the hood, like I am, you can get it from Eugene Peterson and he got you, right? But if you're, you, you need it a little bit more uh, academic, you know, hey, we got King James. We got the NLT, the NIV, we got the AM. I'm telling you, it's out there. It's out there. There's no reason not to learn this language, particularly if you are walking around saying that you are a blood-bought child of the living God. Right. And I, and I love that. I love what you're saying there because what the theme that I'm getting from love changes in our conversation today is that this journey begins with and, and I've been focusing on the woman because this show is, you know, women helping women, but it also could apply to men equally as well. But the journey is between you and God first, this right? It's between the focus is there first. And it's from, and that first love will uh, dictate that second love, right? Well, you know, and I hear so much of that, you know, taking care of that relationship, that relationship, your, what they say, your relationship, um, vertically, for you concentrate on a relationship that's horizontal, you know, between you and, and someone else who's earthly. So, thank you for that clarification. And uh, I know we have uh, listeners on this show from all walks of life, all all different um, um, religions and beliefs and non beliefs. But take with that and do with it as you will. Think about your journey from the inside out, and what are you connected to? That's what I'm hearing. What are you connected to? What is the source? outside of yourself, outside of this spouse that is bigger and beyond is that, are you aligned there? And then you get this alignment horizontally. I, I love this. I love this. I love it so very much. Um, 
Let's talk about our feelings and emotions. I think it's only right that we do so. We talk about love and we talk about women and a show that focuses on women helping women. How do our emotions play into this love changes and this love, you know, over 40 years? Uh, uh, how do our emotions play into this? Listen, a lot and, and badly sometimes. <laughs> Uh, and I talk about it. I talk about it. Uh, if I can, I, I'm going to use this example. I use it in the book. Uh, I believe it's in chapter six, one of my favorite chapters. Um, I remember when I was, I mean, I was on fire at that particular time. I was on fire for the Lord, my mid thirties probably. And, um, I was on fire. I mean, I mean, everywhere I went, I was trying to get folks saved. And I mean, I was, I was in a zone. And I remember one of the mothers of the church, I remember sitting behind her and she turned around and it was, uh, during, um, before service started. So, you know, we were sitting there behind her and she said something. We were talking, having a dialogue about something. And I don't remember what that something was even to this day. And I remember I said, but you know, I don't feel like X, Y, Z. I was just kind of telling her something that I was going through and I don't feel like, you know, maybe something wasn't working or maybe I feel like something. And all she caught was, I feel like. And this is how your emotions can mess with you. And she blessed me so good that day. And I tell you, it's been working uh, 60 years now since, I mean, 30 years plus since. But she told me that she said, feel. She said, dead people don't feel. And I stopped. And I, I knew it was something, wait a minute, I knew it was something real revelatory in it. I really did. I knew, I said, ooh, she gave me some, revel some revelation. So I didn't move. I just stood there and I let it soak in. But it still didn't process. But as I went, glory to God, as I went, that thing started processing. And what she was saying was that, Monica, the word of God says to mortify yourselves daily. Mortify the flesh you know, put that flesh under wrap. Y'all, this is your saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost and committed woman of God telling you on this side. But when she was telling me, my heart was just open enough to receive it. So what I'm saying to you right now is to know this, is that if your heart is not open to hear me tell you that your feelings cannot take precedence over your faith and over what God desires for you, then you're not going to hear any of this anyway. But I'm speaking to the spirit man and I'm telling you right now, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. That's all. That's it. That's all. That's Tabitha Brown. That's it. That's all. And what, what I'm saying look? in that regard is to understand that your feelings cannot take the front seat. You got to say, you know what feelings you show, right? It is a fact that I'm feeling some type of way, but I'm going to need you to take a back seat and let me drive this right now and let faith handle this because I'm feeling, feeling real shaky right about now. But because the word of God says this and that, then that's what I'm gonna roll with. You gotta, you gotta speak to yourself. You gotta let yourself. If you want 
the word to work for you, you got to work the word. Come on, somebody. Well, now what I hear you saying too, and I will put it in terms, I hope other people can get this. You have, there was a term that somebody told me years ago and they said, you have to be too dumb to doubt. Right. And I love that phrase because I think I thought about faith and I said, so, you know, it doesn't matter what my eyes see, my heat ears here if this is what it says at some point in my life you have to say well Drayvon you have done it your way for so many years and if you like them results keep on going down that road but we're here to say many of us said, I don't like it with your results but you got to be too dumb to doubt you got to say hey I'm going to try. I'm going to try. And that's all that this is, is, is the trying. There is no perfection in this, right? And so, you know, we, we strive towards perfection, perfection, the unattainable goal, right? So we are, I love that phrase, too dumb to doubt. Well, just try it. Try it today. Try it today. Try it today and then, and then try it again tomorrow. And then try it again. <laughs> just be committed to the trying. That's good. That's good. Too dumb to die. I'll take that too. Yeah, I love that. I, I hear you saying that. And I hear it's what you're saying is so encouraging because oftentimes we do get caught up in um I feel, I feel, I feel it. And I am a person, I gotta tell you that I, I'm uh I'm highly connected <laughs> to what I feel in the in the feelings of others. If I walk into the room, I, I feel like, oh, what's wrong? I feel like the energy, I could just feel something. Right. But what I know is this too. In 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 that regards, right? I don't allow that to make me a undisciplined woman. Mm, right? I love that. I think that there's so much success in our ability to be disciplined. And women, if we are nothing else, we are disciplined. Like I said, I read your bio and all that you are doing, and I said Jack of all trades, and that word didn't really fit because in order to do all of that, you have to be disciplined. Yeah. Right? You yeah. have to be disciplined. So jack of all trades sounds like maybe a person is not disciplined, but you have to be disciplined to keep that many balls in the air. Not easily distracted. Know what, I know what the goal is. I know where I'm going, even with the lights out and there's stuff on the road. And I know where I'm going. <laughs> I don't know necessarily how I'm going to get there, but I know that discipline is a tool that I'm going to have to use. Yes, yes. I'm going to have to be disciplined and I'm going to have to take dominion over these feelings. So I love that. You said dead people don't feel. And I know for those of you who don't understand that expression, but it's not to say that you need to be dead to your emotions. It's mean, if you are committed, if you are committed and you know this is a commitment, move forward. Move yeah. forward on that commitment. No, our emotions come and go. They're like clouds in the sky. Right. And I, I teach on this in my leaders in high heels. I tell women, I say, watch your emotions. We pretty much we pretty much have the same emotions. They're on a wheel and they circle. <laughs> and, so, and uh and so that's okay. And we know that when we become wise to that, we can watch it. And say, Oh, I know this emotion gonna pass. That's good. That's good. And there's another one coming right behind it. I'm not gonna follow all these emotions down a rabbit hole. That's it. That's that's yeah. it. I'll do that. Because we, we love changes. Now let's talk a little bit about, well, talk about one more thing. Then I want to get to that title. Because that title, I love that title. I got to say, what are some of the benefits of love? Because I want to say, too, I told you, I, I do a lot of research, do a lot of writing. I talk to a lot of women. And I have heard on occasion, more than, more than a few times, I am through with that part of life. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. But because, you know, just kind of speaking to what you said earlier about, you know, everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be accepted uh, to a certain degree of, you know, just just, you know, just accept me for the me that I am, the me that I can be. And so with that, I think that in a nutshell is the benefit of love because not only do you learn to love the, you know, the person who you believe is the sovereign being in your life, but you also learn to love you. You learn to love you. And the Bible says this, the Bible said, and I reference the Bible because that's my thing. I reference the Bible and the Bible says this to love the Lord. That's the first commandment. Love the Lord God with all your heart, your mind, soul, and strength. But the second one, is like unto it. So there's not only one commandment, but there is a second one that is like unto it. He says to love your neighbor. Stop right there. So you want me to love the Lord God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Then you want me to love my neighbor. Hold it. There's a pause. You can only love your neighbor as you love yourself. So meaning that the order, the real order is to love God, to love yourself, and then to love others. And many times, because we always say, uh, love your neighbor as yourself, we grabbed that straight up out of King James Version and didn't put the context right. And so as a result, we got some mixed information. And so I want to say the benefit is learning to love yourself. When you get the order right, you can learn to love yourself. And listen, that means that you've got to prioritize. You find this in chapter seven. You have to learn how to prioritize. After you prioritize, you got to learn how to uh, prepare. And, and, and we can, you know, you'll learn all about that. But these are highlights. And then you learn how to participate in your own love affair. Because when you prioritize it and your priority was out of order and out of sorts in the first place, love automatically changes. Right? Mm. So, yeah, I call it push. Uh, most times you've heard pray until something happens. Yes. It's really mm -hmm, prioritize until something happens. Prepare until something happens and participate until something happens. You keep Practicing at it, practicing at it, even when you get in the thick of your marriage. I believe that God allowed me to write this book for those before they get married, those that's in the marriage, and those that's been walking in it 40 years or more, even such as myself, you know, to participate. Because there are things that he was doing, good God Almighty, he was doing at the front of your marriage. And it feel like, my God, child, I mean, come on, who does that? That's my question. In my marriage, who does that? Like in my mind, uh, it's it, it's supposed to be an insult, but he was like, you know, I just forgot. Okay, well, okay, from the beginning of time all the way to here, we forty one years in now. You mean you still forgetting? That's that's the way we would think, right? Yes, that requires some adjustment on your part. Why? Because it says participate 
until something happens. Baby, if he keep forgetting, you keep reminding him. It's no, not anything different than we did with our children. When our children was growing up and they kept doing the same thing over and over, you know what? We had no problems reminding them. We had no problems getting the right of correction to remind them. And then when they got old enough to where we were just sick and tired of grabbing the rod of correction, like, you know, you're old enough now that I don't have to grab that rod every time. You need to learn how to walk in wisdom now. Now, I'm going to tell you this again. Now, when you go out and you're with your friends, if you walk away from your drink, don't come back and try to sip on that drink because anything is subject to happen. That's just an example of what I'm trying to say. But sometimes, you know, when we're caught up in it, you know, our emotions get to running, you know, and we get frustrated and we get mad because uh, 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 our expectations, we talk a little bit about expectations in there too, but we expect them to know by now what you know. That's what you came to the table with, knowing and being open and having a heart for God to pour new things in. That might not, that might not been his, his declaration. Okay, so his heart is not as open, or 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 his, you know, that's not his declaration. So you got to learn how to listen. Stop making excuses. Make the adjustments. You know. Stop trying to put these unmet expectations on somebody and make the adjustments. You're the only one that can change you. I can't change uh, nobody. I can't change my grown kids and I've raised them from the time they were popped out. I can't change them. They're into their own things. They do their own things and to God be the glory. But listen to me. What I can change is me and how I respond to different things. That's the love in me maturing. I, you have so much to give. And I, I know we're over time, but you have so much to give. And I want so much for every woman who has listened today, every woman, child, man, doesn't matter, to hear that wisdom because we know that it's true. The only person you can change is you. 1,000%. The only person you can change is you. Stop beating our heads against the wall, trying to change somebody else because we lack the discipline to change ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? We know it. We already know that. We know that. We know that. But it would take too much discipline, time, and focus for us right. to use our energy where it would be most profitable on ourselves. So this is, I, I love it. So here's the million dollar question for me. And before we get to the, the book is Love Changes. The author is Reverend Monica Robinson. The book can be bought on Amazon and on your website. Give us that website again. Ileadministries.org. Ileadministries.org. You can listen. I would love to for women to get together and do a group study on this book. It's got questions in, in there. Let's not miss on an opportunity to have sisterhood. You know, going on the day, it's not, I know it's not as popular as it used to, to sit around the table and, and shut uh, peas and stuff. I don't even know if they do it anymore. I know we did it when I was growing up. Uh, but I, I, and I tried to do it with my daughter. I, I honestly did. Try picking greens and all that kind of stuff, but, you know. She wasn't having She's it, 23. Huh? Right. She wouldn't have it, but she did sit down and want to learn how to crochet the other night. So I was like, <laughs> so, right, so, I, so I'll take it. But I would love to have um, women get together, 
start a little group Bible study. Not that Bible, a little book study. What I'm saying, but a little group books study in conversation and dialogue and dialogue and and i know this is secular so you all forgive me but there's a word in a song that you just made me think about when you said that it said don't blame mr charlie <laughs> mr charlie is just a man and he yeah. is doing the best he can <laughs> all right all right Right. And I heard that when you said that, I said, because we spend so much time, our eyes focused outward on what somebody else could be doing instead of turning those love. And we do it in love. I know that we do. But turn that love on ourselves and say, what is it that I need to change about me to have peace in this situation? Yes. Yes. You're on it. You're spot on. Come on. Well, you didn't, you didn't took us all the way there and you know that. <laughs> so I love, I love it. I love it. So um, the book Love Changes, how did you come across that title? Listen, again, uh, all of the chapters are named after love songs that mean the world to me. Um, but my husband and I, we went to junior high school together and you see that in the book as well. But um, we got reacquainted again after we both graduated from high school we went to different high schools and so after high school we met at a dance club and, and we were dancing uh he asked me to dance i love dancing because and i danced well because remember i'm the i'm, I'm the jill of all trades let's go there <laughs> i and like so, the jill of all yeah, trades the jill of all trades and here's the clincher I never danced, slow danced with a guy ever in my life. Never in my life. But I love to do the Janet Jacksons and the whoever was before Janet. It was nobody but Michael for us, right? And I thought I could, I could do it. I thought I could do it. So any fast song, I've won dance contests and everything in my life. So I was like, oh, I'm here for it. So dance club was my thing. I get to the dance club. My husband asked me to dance and I'm like, oh yeah, because I've been waiting on this. I've, I've always admired him from afar off. So, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I'm here for it. So I get on the dance floor and and we're dancing. The song is a fast song. Whoa, 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 whoa. But about 60 seconds into the song, the song changes. I know how they do. Yes. The name of the song was Love Changes. By Mother's Finest. I knew it. And I use that as an analogy to show how love changes. The dancing, the, the admiration that we have for the person that we're with and that we're coupled up with. And we get on this dance floor of life and we just begin to do our little thing. And all of a sudden, the music changes. We have to readjust to new tempos. We have to adjust to, there's a preacher in me. That's, 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 that's a God thing. It's, it's, and y'all, it's in the book. So just get the book. But I'm telling you, it's love changes because I realized at the end of the day that my perception of what love was, the tempo changed. The perception of it changed. And I realized that 40 years down the way, like, wow, I had this wrong the whole time. No wonder I've had all the highs and the lows. No no, no wonder I, I've not liked some things and I felt like I was struggling and I was fighting against things and I was kicking against the brick. I, I, no wonder all this. And I was exhausted because 
I've been fighting so hard against something I didn't even understand. So God told me to sit down and write. He told mm-hmm. me to sit down and write for too, too many reasons. He told me to sit down and write. But at the end of the day, I was like, God, what do I write? What do I write first? You know, because again, I believe that God has made a great investment in my life as well as anybody else's. And I believe if I can do it, you can do it. But as God told me to write, I put that pen. I said, God, what am I going to write? And he said, love changes. And so with that audience, you have heard Reverend Monica Robinson, love changes. And as you're talking, I'm a song person too, because I like to dance. And I heard, and can you keep up? (laughs) And you can keep up with the changes in love if you have your priorities Right. Prioritize until something happens. Prepare until something happens. Participate until something happens. This is Dr. Drayvon James. This is Everyday Peace. I would love for you to visit my website at drdrayvonjames.com. We will soon have these podcasts there as well. Um, I know that link is not working, but it should be up and running very, very shortly. And check out Leaders in High Heels. I'll tell you, if you are looking to move to your next level of greatness, your next level of greatness from where you are now to that quantum leap, then you want to be a part of Leaders in High Heels. It is a group coaching session 12 weeks, one hour per week. I promise you, I promise you, you will be forever changed. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. Until next time, I absolutely love you. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, We'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.